In Training with Watson Cook. As Christians, we're all in training to grow in our walk with Jesus. No matter if you have been saved for 90 years or if you're like me, new in your relationship with Jesus. God's Word is so powerful. We should have a hunger each day to dive in and train ourselves to live out His plan for us. So join me as I've been called to share my story and what I've learned through my short time in training. Hello and welcome to In Training. What is your calling? How do we know when we're called to do something? How do we overcome fear or nerves in answering our calling from God? What if we feel like God has revealed our calling to us, but we don't think we're, quote, qualified? Or we think we have limitations that would prevent us from doing or being whatever it is that we're called to do? What if we question our calling? I didn't say refuse it or run from it, but what if we question it? Is that okay? Yes. The scripture we're going to look at to help answer these questions is, and I'm sure you may have already guessed it, it's God's calling of Moses. And we're going to go through chapters 3 and 4 of Exodus, and then we'll look some at chapter 14. In the beginning of chapter 3, we're told that Moses had led the flock he was keeping to the west side of the wilderness, and they've come to Horeb, also referred to as Mount Sinai, which is the mountain of God. And it's here that God reveals to Moses that he is to be the mediator between God and the Israelites and that he will lead them out of Egypt, that Moses will lead the Israelites out of Egypt. Chapter 3, verse 2. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. What is the significance of the angel appearing as a flame of fire? It's a sign of God's presence, and we see that throughout Exodus. In chapter 13, as as the Israelites were led toward the Red Sea in 1321. It says, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way, and by night a pillar of fire to give them light, that they may travel by day and by night. We see it in chapter 19 when Moses brings Israel to Mount Sinai to meet God. Chapter 19, verse 18. Now Mount Sinai was wrapped in smoke because the Lord had descended on it in fire. In chapter 40, as Moses erected the tabernacle, chapter 40, verse 38, For the cloud of the Lord was on the tabernacle by day, and fire was in it by night, in the sight of all the houses of Israel throughout all their journeys. So the angel appearing here is a flame of fire. It's a sign of God's presence, and God reveals his presence to Moses in verses 4 and 5. Again, chapter 3, verses 4 and 5, saying, Moses, Moses. And Moses replies, Here I am. Then God says, Do not come near. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. Now, this ground was not holy because of any special properties of the place, but why? Why was it holy? Because of God's presence. 
And God goes on in verses 7 through 10 to explain that he has heard the cries of his people in Egypt and knows their suffering and that he has come to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians to a land, as it says in verse 8, flowing in milk and honey. Then in verse 10, God says to Moses, Come, I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses is thinking, well, all right, but are you sure you got the right guy? What does he do next? He, he doesn't refuse. He doesn't run from it. But he questions. Chapter 3, verse 11, Moses says, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? And God doesn't punish Moses for questioning. He gives him reassurance, saying in verse 12, but I will be with you. But I will be with you. In the Old Testament, when we see I will be with you, that stresses God's power that enables that person to carry out his calling. Here, Moses has to have faith, just like we do today. We have to have faith. And as Christians, we don't hear from God through an angel at a burning bush, but we believe and hopefully we know through our faith, that God is with us. We see this confirmation again, I will be with you through Exodus, throughout Exodus. And Moses passes that along to Joshua in Deuteronomy as Joshua is about to succeed Moses. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 7 and 8. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and courageous. For you shall go with this people into the land that the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall put them in possession of it. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Back to Exodus, after God tells Moses that he will be with him, Moses questions further. In verse 13, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? In verse 14, God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Say this to the people of Israel, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. God continues in verse 18, and they will listen to your voice, and you and the elders of Israel shall go to the king of Egypt and say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has met with us, and now please let us go a three days' journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. Verse 19. But I know the king of Egypt will not let you go unless compelled by a mighty hand. And 20, so I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all the wonders that I will do in it. After that, he will let you go. 
Moses questions again to start chapter 4, and three signs are revealed by God that will reveal to the Israelites that he had indeed appeared to Moses, and they are intended also to give confirmation to Moses himself. Chapter 4, verse 1, Then Moses answered, But behold, they will not believe me or listen to my voice, for they will say, The Lord did not appear to you. Verse 2, The Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? And Moses answers, A staff. Verse 3, And God said, Throw it on the ground. So he threw it on the ground, and it became a serpent, and Moses ran from it. Now I want to pause there, because that's a pretty natural reaction for Moses, right? You throw a stick on the ground, it turns into a snake. I know I'd be running. Then verse 5, But the Lord said to Moses, Put out your hand and catch it by the tail. Now, if someone were to tell me, You catch that snake, by the tail, my first thought would be, I, I, I don't think so, buddy. And Moses may have had that initial thought, but he knew who was instructing him to do it. God. And Moses had what? Faith. But the Lord said to Moses, put out your hand and catch it by the tail. So he put out his hand and caught it, and it became a staff in his hand. Verse 5, that they may believe that the Lord the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Verse 6, Again the Lord said to him, Put your hand inside your cloak. And he put his hand inside his cloak, and when he took it out, his hand was leprous like snow. Verse 7, Then God said, Put your hand back inside your cloak. So he put his hand back inside his cloak, and when he took it out, behold, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. 8. If they will not believe you, God said, or listen to the first sign, they may believe the latter sign. Then verse 9. If they will not believe even these two signs or listen to your voice, you shall take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground, and the water that you shall take from the Nile will become blood on the dry ground. Here God has given Moses signs and provided reassurance to his questions, and these signs also preview what is to come later in the plagues. But Moses has another question. Verse 10, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, either in the past or since you have spoken to your servant but I am slow of speech and tongue. Moses is saying, are you sure you want to send a man with a speech impediment to do all this? And remember, as we've talked about in past episodes, God has a plan, right? God is in control. So what is his response here to Moses when Moses is saying, are are you sure about this? God says in verse 11, who has made man's mouth? Who makes him mute, or deaf, or seeing, or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? God is telling him here, I created man. Did you forget that? And I have the power to work in and through that which I create, including your mouth. 
Verse 12. Now therefore go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall speak. There again we see, I will be with you, or in this case, I will be with your mouth. God is telling him, I've got you. I've got it taken care of. And by this point, God is thinking, when is he going to learn? And again, Moses questions in verse 13. But he said, Oh, my Lord, please send someone else. 14. Then the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, Is there not Aaron, your brother, the Levite? I know that he can speak well. Behold, he is coming out to meet you, and when he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. Verse 15. You shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth, and I will be with your mouth and with his mouth, and will teach you both what to do. Verse 16. He shall speak for you to the people, and he shall be your mouth, and you shall be as God to him. 17. And take in your hand this staff with which you shall do the signs. So after Moses questions yet again, some anger finally sets in as it tells us in verse 14. But God reminds Moses, no, I'm not sending someone else. You are responsible as I have called you. I have called you to lead my people out of Egypt. But I will accommodate you again and give you a spokesperson, your brother. The instructions given in verse 16 are describing the responsibilities of a prophet who is called to speak what God reveals. And that prophet is usually the recipient and deliverer of God's message. But here, Aaron is going to be the recipient and deliverer of Moses' message, which is coming from God. So by doing this, God is seeking faithfulness in both men to relay what he is revealing to them. And the point in everything we've gone over is that when you're called by God to do something, do it. Let your faith get you through it by knowing what? That God's going to be with you. Again, what did Moses assure Joshua of that we mentioned earlier? It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Sure, you can question. God will provide those answers, again, if we have faith. When you feel something tugging at you and it it won't go away, or, or maybe it goes away for a short time, but it keeps coming back. God is placing that something, whatever it is, God is placing that on your heart. God is calling. Answer. And not just to cut things off after chapter 4, but we know what happens, right? Moses and Aaron, they perform the signs God gave them, and the Israelites believe them, and then they go to Pharaoh in Egypt, but he refuses to let the people go. Why? God hardens his heart time and again, and God brings about the plagues. And Pharaoh finally lets them go, but God has another test of faith, right? 
he leads them out of Egypt on a path that will hem them up between Pharaoh's army that is coming after them and the Red Sea. And this the story we're all familiar with, Moses parting the sea. Chapter 14, verse 10. When Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they feared greatly. And the people of Israel cried out to the Lord. Verse 11. They said to Moses, Is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us in bringing us out of Egypt? 12. Is not this what we said to you in Egypt? Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. Verse 13. And Moses said to his people, Fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. 14. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. Then verse 15. The Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. 16. Lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And as the Egyptians fled into it, the Lord threw the Egyptians into the midst of the sea. 28. The waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen of all the host of Pharaoh that had followed them into the sea. Not one of them remained. Verse 29. But the people of Israel walked on dry ground through the sea the waters being a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. 30. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day from the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. 31. Israel saw the great power that the Lord used against the Egyptians. So the people feared the Lord, and they believed in the Lord and in his servant Moses. Faith. You've got to have faith. You've got to believe. What God calls you for, He has a plan. He has it worked out already. It's up to us to see it through, to prove our faith and our love for our Father. Dear Lord, I thank you for all the blessings you do give us, Lord, for all the, the signs you give us, the things you reveal to us in your word to, to strengthen our faith so that when we are called, Lord, we can answer with confidence. And even though we may have questions, our, our faith guides us through and, and allows you to answer those questions so that we may answer your calling. What a blessing it is to be called by you, to be given that responsibility by you. And it's hard to realize that sometimes. And our natural instinct is to probably run from it or hide from it. But Lord, as you give us the chance to strengthen and grow our faith in you, we know that that will see us through. And so I thank you for that. Lord, I pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray you are able to take something from today's show and use it to strengthen your journey. Wherever you may be in your walk, know there is always room to grow in your relationship with Christ. I'm Watson Cook. Thank you for listening. And remember... We are all 
in training.